0: Hey, yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Done and Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send into us. It's typically our first time hearing the bands or the release in question at the very least. Sometimes one of us has heard it, sometimes the other one hasn't, but generally it's our first time hearing it, uh, and then we just react to it honestly Uh, you know we give our honest opinion on it we're not critics it's not a review show we're not trying to be tastemakers we're really just trying to get new music in people's ears the format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week we roll some dice and we get through between five and seven of them typically and yeah we just talk about them we like punk hardcore and all of the related minutiae uh so uh, we discuss it and hopefully encourage people to go out and buy new music interact with bands and realize that there's always good and vital stuff coming out at any given time this year is no exception we're nearing the uh the end of 2020 and as hellish a year as it's been for many people it has also been a really really good uh, year for music certainly not in the live sense but man i was just going over um some of my favorite some of my favorite things that have come out this year and uh there is no shortage of really really fucking good records um just to name a few, uh, we, we maybe can do a more proper year end sort of wrap up. Um,
1: you, you can, I, I don't, I don't do that shit. As soon as, uh, as soon as I'm done with one meal, it's on to the next. And I can't ever remember when I heard it or where I heard it or why I even gave a shit.
0: Well, we can at least, we, we we did one last year, so I'm sure we can manage to do it again this year.
1: See, I don't even remember doing that last year
0: <laughs> at all. I mean, I have the exact same issue, which is why I have to like write stuff down. Oh, yeah, um, I'm not
1: going to do that either.
0: Well, <laughs> we can at least just highlight some of our favorite things that came out this year. I mean, we've listened to a lot of it on the podcast. You bought a lot of records. I'm sure it would be easy enough to collect some shit that we liked for people who may have missed it.
1: Yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I'll 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 uh I'll put a pin in that one and um, probably just f- take it on the fly when we
0: decide to go through with it in a couple of weeks. Perfect. As we were just talking about before we started recording, we both have aspirations for this podcast to maybe one day grow in size and and be, you know, a more professional operation and uh what I'm hearing from you is that maybe I'll put a pin in it and do it on the fly. So we're on the right track towards that goal for sure.
1: <laughs> it's what we do. Right. I mean, I was listening to, I was listening to other podcasts. Um, I mean, not, not a bunch cause you know, most podcasts don't play fucking role-playing games on them. Right. But um, just the amount of like forethought that goes into like the opening banter mm-hmm. and um, production forethought and everything that goes on to it. And then I thought about what you and I do and we could not, be doing things any, any differently. (laughs) if we did, we wouldn't be doing a podcast period.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. I, uh, I listened to Pat Kinlan and my friend, Eric Wilson's podcast, uh, worst possible timeline with some frequency. And they've been doing that show in some form for, I believe like two years now, maybe going on three. Uh, and in the last month I think is the first time that Pat has ever had notes for the show in that like three-year period and they always talk about how they're astounded that they managed to actually do this at all and how bad they are at their jobs and uh, I always relate to that incredibly uh at, on an incredibly personal level whenever I hear it
1: yeah I just I, you know I don't know it seems like yeah I don't know when things become work they they stop being fun right That's true. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they just, I don't know. Yeah. When things become work, it stops being fun to a certain extent. So hopefully uh, we'll never make one red cent doing this. (laughs) That way in true punk ethic, like true punk and spirit and ethos, we can remain true and not, Fucking sell out.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? Sure. Or you hear like you you listen to like last podcast on the left and they have got like commercials for stamps.com dot and, and 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 Ben Kissel's talking about it like he actually gives a shit. Right. Um I now I do hope that someday we get approached for ads, but we're gonna I, I swear to god I'd put the exact same amount of work into an ad that I do for anything for anything else on this, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, hey, I stamps. Hope-
1: com. Um I go go check them out. You can get stamps and stuff. Uh if you're if you're mailing all kinds of stuff, um, it's for you. Um I don't I don't use it, but I guess that's what you can do.
0: <laughs> Yo, uh, we actually just got a question from one of our listeners, our local listeners, Joey Kaufman. It just happened to pop up on my messages and it's for you, Nate. So I'll just la- ask you live on the air. Um he asks, Does Nate cuff his pants? no i would have to buy
1: fucking like i would have to buy like 38 inch inseams to fucking cuff my pants Yeah, yeah and why would i do that am i a fucking sailor right am i some fucking cowboy no no i'm not Am I some fucking bougie fucking preppy dude in 1992 that I fucking hated with round glasses and cotton a Cosby sweater and fucking peg jeans? Hell no. I ain't cuffing no goddamn pants.
0: <laughs> There's your answer, Joey. <laughs> yeah, everybody already knows I cuff my pants, so... Um, there you go. <laughs> There's the live on the air answer for you. Um, all right. So before we jump into music this week, I'm, I'll just go over a few things that uh, kind of like off the top of my head, I was thinking about before this episode shit that I really, really liked this year. And I'm, I'm certainly leaving out a whole lot of stuff. This is just an in, in, uh, off the cuff uh, little a list I assembled. But uh, I I don't know how you pronounce it, if it's Ricky or if it's Reiki. Uh It's German, so who knows? But the, I'm just going to say Ricky because I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, but the self-titled LP, uh, German, like, new romantic, new wavy, synth wavy kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but she might be German, but she doesn't live in uh, Germany. Where does she live? I'm pretty sure she lives in California. But and, and she- like, the artist's name is Nif Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that she
0: lives in California. I, I might be wrong about that. Okay, well, I I have n- no idea whatsoever. So but I'm actually wearing uh, a Ricky shirt right now. Oh shit! There you go. Um, so uh, both the, two two glowing endorsements there. Uh, still one of my favorites from the year. Um, probably my most listened to new record this year is uh, as I've mentioned a, a few t- few times on the show in the last uh, few weeks, especially that sweeping promises hunger for a way out record. Spotify told me that's the thing I listen to the most this year on their platform. So there you go. That's that sounds pretty accurate. I listen to it um, at least a couple times a week. Uh, MS Paint, we've big up to them a bunch. They released a self titled demo tape earlier this year, and uh, it absolutely rips it is of all the releases this year that i can think of that i really really dug the ms paint tape is the most singular for sure in the sense that it truly does not sound like anything else it sounds like other things i've heard before at parts it's an amalgamation of references that are familiar to me but as a whole it is uh very much its own thing and it fucking kicks ass
1: and and i can't yeah i can't think of anybody else that's even trying to uh pull off what they're pulling off
0: no no definitely not um it goes without saying saying we are gt stands uh on this podcast their newest seven inch atomic has definitely again spotify told me that was like the second most listened to thing for me this year in terms of new music i listened to that on repeat which is very very easy to do because i think the whole seven inch is like six minutes long or something um I've listened to that fucking constantly. Everything GT has ever done, I am a super fan of. But they're a band that even though the formula has remained pretty much the same from Jump, like they just refine it and hone it a little bit with each release so that I like each release just a little bit more than I like the last one. And that this is no exception.
1: You know, Steve and I were talking about, my buddy Steve and I were talking about GT because he got an order from Goodbye Boozy that had like, you know, Satanic Togas. And he picked me up a copy of that Atomic um, 7-inch. yeah. and uh, actually a repressing because they repressed the, the LP on red. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I you know have a copy of that as well. I my favorite thing I, I like GT a lot and I don't have a, any problems with anything they've released, but my favorite thing just is, is the self-titled LP. Uh, I do love that LP a lot. The sound of that LP is, is so is so perfect. Uh, 1970s chicks like that song is so good. Yeah. I just, I just like how like, m- like lo-fi and minimal the sound of that is. Yeah. There's, it's not like a bang and rocker of a record, but mm-hmm. uh, it is uh it is a super cool record. Every, every song on there is, is, is uh, really good. Nevertheless. Yes. Atomic is good. I like that as well. Yeah. And I guess I, c- I could add um, that Satanic Togas LP. I get chain reaction stuck in my head, like a brain worm. And that, that uh that song doesn't leave my head for sometimes weeks at a time yeah
0: for sure um also another another seven inch of a band that uh we've we've big up on the podcast before and both really enjoyed the newest power plant ep a spine slash evidence um unreal good listen to that again on repeat it's like five songs so again super easy to do um it's one of those releases where pretty much as soon as i'm done listening to it i listen to it again usually um laughing gas uh indiana natives it's a beautiful day in the gulch their newest lp phenomenal just like if you like first wave u.s hardcore you will like the laughing gas lp i assure you came out on beach impediment uh which is a pretty glowing review pretty much everything that beach impediment puts out is good uh the newest bib deluxe phenomenal more of the same from Bib. right they they found a formula pretty early on and uh, have largely stuck with it and it's one that works very very well uh, same with gag the newest gag still laughing phenomenal in a in a very similar lane to the Bib stuff um chubby in the gang speed kills which is actually i think the last show uh that you and i saw that was of any note was uh the chubby in the gang um and royal hounds show that we went down mm-hmm. to richmond va for at the beginning of the year yep that's definitely one of my favorites. Uh the newest shifters, seven inch, left bereft. Um, again, absolutely fucking phenomenal Australian stuff. And uh then my most recent addition to this list, uh, which I big up, I think on the last episode, the cartwheel self-titled uh release that Meyer Brown put me on to. Um, just super, super awesome. Uh like real true sort of early 90s shoegaze in the sense that like it it gets all of the aspects of shoegaze right it's uh the guitars are bendy and weird there's a lot of use of the tremolo arm there's a good amount of fuzz to it it's lo-fi it sounds like uh, maybe one of the early early 90s my bloody valentine eps uh or even like you made me realize era my bloody valentine really really good stuff so yeah those are just some things off of the top of my head and i know i didn't even touch on plenty of other straight up phenomenal shit that came out this year so uh, if you if you haven't heard any of those literally all of them are really really fucking good and like I said maybe we can do a more proper we can double back and do a more proper uh, a, an episode where we'll just drop a drop some tracks from stuff that we uh, that we dug this year or something but uh, that, uh,
1: that that Chubby and the Gang LP yeah so like the the blue version on blue vinyl
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that's the one that I have. Um, and I guess it's sought after for whatever. Fuck. I mean, it was limited to 150 copies, but like, whatever, um, right. that's not hyper rare. Um, <laughs> there's a, there, there's one for sale right now on Discogs for $405 and 41
0: cents. Holy shit. And I'm
1: just going to say that you you, you are, your brain is liquid diarrhea if you pay $400 <laughs> for that record. <laughs>
0: Yeah. If you pay $400 for it in 40 years, right? Yeah, I I know.
1: Not even then, right? (laughs) Yeah. Not not even then. Like, come on. Steve's got a copy of um, Start Today on Purple. Yeah. And it's like, you know, an $850
0: record. Yeah. And... what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I guess if you have the, if you got the liquid assets, right? I, I I
1: guess. I mean, you like what you like, but Christ almighty, you know what I mean? Like, I love this shit, and there ain't no way in hell I would spend $400 on that Chubby and the Gang record. The highest, yeah. word, it, it, it's it's the highest, it's sold for on Discogs is $128. What the fuck? Yeah. What, <laughs> what, 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 what? did your brain fall out of your head is was someone somebody threatening your wife you better buy this fucking record
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it's a lot of fucking money to spend on a, on a record jesus uh, yeah. <laughs> on a on a new record <laughs> on a, a new I mean? re-
1: yeah like it's not even an, it's not even an old record and you know i like it a lot is it a 100 dollar record hell
3: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, uh, you, you want to jump into the uh, the queue this week, or do you have anything? I c- I kind of took over the intro there. That's by fine.
1: You- I you you, I, you know I I uh, I sometimes I sweat like oh my god, what are we going to talk about this week? And and I thought, you know, I, I saw a bunch of doofuses. I could talk about doofuses. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like 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 it gets down to like ten minutes. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna talk about. I, I saw some fucking doofuses. I saw <laughs> I saw a doofus outside of George's grocery today sitting in a wheelchair and really banged up. Like not disabled, but like he looked like he had been fucking drugged through a, a a shitty mud puddle and like just thrown in the chair, right? Yeah. And he was hollering at people about how much um he liked a good bubble bath. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, well, who doesn't? You know? Right, right, right. And and I watched him for a minute and then he looked at me and went, oh, fuck. And I, I, like, <laughs> I like walked off to the car while he was yelling about um, bubble baths. And, and and you know, he probably had other things going on with him, but that also doesn't mean that he's not a doofus.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I
3: and, and
1: I saw another couple of doofuses at another grocery store on the same errand trip. Um, They came in both wearing, like, dude, couples wearing matching clothes. Yeah. Are (laughs) you kidding me? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Are you, the only way you can get away with that is if you're like 80 years old, right? And then it's like, oh, look at those fuckers, you know? Look at those cute little old people, right? (laughs) Because that's how we treat old people is either with (laughs) utter derision or like utter patronizing, like, you know, just a patronizing attitude. Like, Oh, good for you. Look, you got out of bed today. <laughs> right. As yeah. if old people don't like, you know, aren't just as fucking shitty as the rest of us. Right. Yeah, sure. And, uh, but this wasn't, this was a younger couple probably in their late twenties or thirties and they come walking into the grocery store. I didn't pay attention to the shoes cause the hoodies were what got me first. They both had brand new, like, super bright bright red Reebok hoodies on and they were brand new because you could still see the crease lines where that shit was folded when they picked it up like I think they just came from the mall they had just bought those hoodies said fuck it let's put them on put them on and they looked exactly the same they were the same height um they both had these red hoodies on they both had like blue jeans that were distressed and like ripped a little bit in the front and they came walking into the fucking grocery store so there's a couple doofuses there so you know we talk about some doofuses that that was was my opening shtick
0: (laughs) there you go i'm glad that i'm glad we weren't robbed of that i'm glad we got to learn about the various doofuses you encounter today out in the world (laughs) So on that note, let's, uh, I guess let's jump into the queue this week. We got, right. uh, we have a very, uh, a varied queue this week. Uh, a lot of, a lot of just weird odds and ends in here. Some stuff that looks very interesting to me, some t- stuff that looks less so. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, very, very diverse. So the first one up, I, I really, you know, I don't, I, I, I've had a hard time placing what I think this is going to be like, uh, It's This actually came to us like most of these submissions are a few weeks old at this point. This came to us all the way back on November 19th. So the band is the Phosphorus Bombs. This was sent in by Rodney Wallace. They're a band from Sydney, Australia. And Rodney actually initially reached out to me on Facebook. I I, I don't know this fool. Uh, He just said, hey, yo, I... I stumbled across a playlist that you made on Spotify that's like new punk of the last decade. Because I made one, I think, back in April that I just tried to highlight a lot of stuff for maybe old heads that uh, that have just not been been paying attention for the last 10 years who wanted an easy spot to jump in. And uh, I just compiled a bunch of really good punk oh. shit. Wait a second.
1: Yeah. yeah. So is Spotify a social media platform?
0: Uh no, it's not a social media sp- platform, but you can see, I mean like you can you can look at like you can discover people's uh like public playlists and shit. I had
1: no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can you can discover uh discover people's like public playlists. And that- I, yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, that that particular one that I made has like 100, 150 followers or something, and there's a bunch of good shit on there, fucking Impalers, Boston Strangler, Chromosome, all sorts of shit. Um, and he, he messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I discovered this uh, Spotify playlist. I really dug it, like, you know, in a genre that uh, so many people are, are kind of faced in or uh, are are backwards facing or whatever. It's, it's cool to see people trying to highlight new bands. Uh, I play in this band, you know check it out. Maybe you'll fuck with it. And I said, well, you know, it's funny. You should mention that you uh, enjoy that endeavor because I, I do a podcast that is entirely dedicated to that entire thing. So uh, if just be aware that we might roast the shit out of it, but if you want to send it in, you feel, feel, feel free to do so. Um, and, uh, and he did so. He said uh, he's, he's fine. If it gets roasted, he stands behind his art. So there you go. Right. Um, I, it's tech." I- yeah, I'd go. go. I was I was just looking at the the artwork here, and uh, yeah, it's slick. It's real slick, you it's know. Super slick. <laughs> There's a lot of texture, Photoshop textures on there, and everything. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. But this, the the song lengths are 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 pretty good. You know what I mean? There's barely any on here clocking in over even the two minute mark. So that's, that's certainly promising. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw our only mutual friend on Facebook was Tolly from histamine and class tourists. So, it, you know, there's some promising things here, but the artwork is definitely a bit off putting to me. I don't know. I, I can't place this. Mm-hmm. Um, technically this is just over a year old now, but when he submitted it, it was still under the cutoff. So we're going to let it in. Um, then next up we have wet specimens. They're split with cartridge finally dropped. Um, Eric, you emailed me on November nineteenth and said this is about to come o- come out. So if we can get it in the queue for the upcoming weekend, that would be sick. Uh, obviously, we didn't do that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now a few weeks down the line, it's uh, it's in the queue. So you're welcome. Uh, we've uh, we've big up wet specimens on the show before. I think uh, my my friendship with Eric, my internet friendship with Eric, was starting because of this podcast and because of him sending over uh, Mystery Girl and Wet specimen stuff, so uh, so I imagine this will probably rip. That Haunted Flesh EPA might have been on the first or second episode. It was really early on, yeah, for sure. Um, then next up, we have got Videodrome with 2020. This is a Denver, Colorado band. I know Gordon from Rob Breed plays in this band. I'm not sure if the, any of the other members of Rob Breed play in this. Um, it was submitted <laughs> submitted by a car was was his name on uh, on the email? I'm not sure if there are any actual humans named Carr, but uh, that there you go. That's what he wants to be referred as. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what what were you laughing at?
1: I can't hear you say Rob Reed without just hearing Rob Reed.
0: <laughs> Rob Reed,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Hi, I'm Rob Reed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, next up, we have one that I am super super stoked to check out. Um. It is New Cruelster. This was sent in by Kawi. Um, I think Kawi is our original over $10 patron, so shout out to the king of the castle on that one. Um, so New Cruelster, I believe, is quite literally, as the name implies, uh, the newest iteration of Cruelster. Um, it says from the kids who brought you perverts again, and I know pervert, perverts again formed out of the ashes of Cruelster. So I guess maybe they've gotten back together and, and are a band again. I don't really know.
1: Yeah, and then now they call themselves New Cruelster. I cruelster, I think that they just switch roles in the band
0: yeah that that very that very well might be the case um cruelster fucking rules, new um perverts again rules, so I imagine this is going to be fucking sick mm-hmm. Uh, then we have The Beths with Jump Rope Gazers. This is a band from Auckland, New Zealand. It was sent in by Grant Williams. He said it is uh, indie rock stuff with some pop sensibilities, but uh, still leaning towards the rock side and not not too saccharine. I mean, it looks like a lot of the early 90s sort of uh, Scottish indie pop shit that I that I really dig, like the pop guns and Vaselines and the pastels and stuff. The art and the whole aesthetic of it looks basically exactly in that lane. So If it's anything like that, I'll probably fuck with it. Then we have Cognizant. This was sent in by Chris Thorderson. Uh, this is a death metal band, I guess, from Dallas. He said it is kind of grindy, fast, uh, techy death metal, which often is pretty off-putting to me. But we'll see if it uh, we'll see if it doesn't suck if we land on it. Then we have got the Suffering Hour with the Cyclic Reckoning. This was sent in by Tim Neff. He said it is black metal stuff from Minnesota. That air is on the atmospheric side again can be hit or miss for me, but I like uh, more of that stuff than uh, than Nate does, so there's at least a chance I might fuck with it. Uh, then we have got more jewelry with true opera. This was sent in by Will Neal. It's a band from Pennsylvania, uh, from, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He said he compared it favorably to MS Paint, who we just moments ago said were uh, were pretty singular. So I mean if this is doing anything even similar to that, I would be uh, I would be surprised for sure. Yeah. Then we have got a band that Nate mentioned, but that I have not heard uh, die from Chicago. This was sent in by Jacob Mashad, who plays in that band um, Nate, you said this stuff was was pretty sick and I think somebody asked about it in the band or in the uh, in the um, Facebook group after you kind of mentioned it offhandedly at the beginning of uh, a, a, of an episode a couple episodes ago and and someone dropped a link to it and a lot of people were saying this is really good, but I have not checked it out yet Mm-hmm. And then last up we have got noise nest with their uh split with libranos del mal this is a band from ankara turkey this was uh this is our our weekly uh submission by john from the path uh his weekly uh international submission to the queue and uh yeah it comes comes to us from Turkey this year they describe them describe themselves as indecent ankara grindcore slash power violence okay. That's everything we got this week. What's uh, what's up first? Mm, let's see. Three. Okay, three is Videodrome. I was uh, this is something I was gonna check out regardless of whether or not we landed on it tonight because uh, it comes from Denver and it has at least one person in it who's in a band that I really really fuck with. Uh, this uh, the Bandcamp is VideodromeHC.bandcamp. dot .com it is look. looks like it's coming out soon on cassette i'm not sure if they're doing a self release or if they got a label on board for that um will uh we can do you want to do intro into the first song or go right into the second track
1: i'm okay with that i think intro into the first song's fine they they um combine them into one track which is how you should do it
0: yeah, agreed yes um yeah i'm fi- i'm fine with that all right, cool. So we are going to listen to intro slash negative impact by by Videodrome off of their release twenty twenty. We just heard intro slash negative impact by video off of their release 2028. How'd you feel about it? I kind of wish we'd have picked a different track. Um, I was
1: getting really tired of that intro, like, let's get into it, let's do it. And then they yeah. did it with, ne- with the actual track, negative impact. Um, for me, the saving grace on this, I mean, so, so this is not good. Right. It's like not well played. We had this, we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago with what was the band that, that, um, we had on here.
0: Oh yeah. That was like the younger, younger yes. band. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Their name escapes me at the moment, but yeah. Right. So like, you know, it's recorded. The, the recording is rough and raw, but I, I don't mind that. But like in general, this is not like expertly played hardcore. Sure. Yeah. Um, or necessarily even like well-played hardcore, but it revels to me. It sounded like it just kind of revels in its own fucking like, it, it revels in its own sloppiness. Right. Um, and for me, what made it was the vocals um, because musically it just wasn't that it wasn't terribly that in that intro was not interesting to me. It was pretty standard fare as far as an intro: ring out a couple times of guitar, some cymbal hits, lots of feedback with a bass line, and then come in with the drums, right? Yeah. Um, and that wasn't that interesting to me. And musically, it's fine, but it sounded like a million other bands of mediocre caliber that you could when when in in the days of yore when you could go see bands live that you could see in any fucking basement in right. any mid sized or you know city in the United States on a weekend. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like this wasn't like <clears throat> this wasn't there wasn't anything particularly sta- particularly out musically to, with this to me. It sounded like a million other bands that I think are just fine or OK. And it wasn't tight enough to push it up to that next step where I, I'm like, oh, shit, this is this is for real. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But what, yeah, for sure. what, what 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 pulled it out of that what pulled out of the nose eye for me was just how utterly fucking chaotic and sloppy it turned when the vocals came in. Yeah, um, because at that point it was just a din, and I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's the so I'm kind of on the fence on this. I, I'm I'm going to listen to the rest of it and see where where I sit on it because it has all the elements that basement hardcore should have. Mm-hmm. It's amateurish. It's aggressive. It's sloppy. It's um, feral, and, and and I think all those all those qualities are good, um, but I'm just not sold on it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel similarly. Uh, the The intro definitely became became grating. I don't think it was like I don't because ultimately I think that. <sighs> an In intro should be like, if you're going to include it at all, it, it should be kind of like a demo for your demo. It should be kind of a statement of purpose kicking down the door saying, yo, this is what this is about to, to fucking sound like. This is about, this is what you're about to get into. You know what I'm saying? Like when I hear the fucking Warzone intro, right? Like, or any classic intros I can think of the outburst intro on the, the, the 87 demo, take your fucking pick. Um, like, it gives me an idea of what I'm about to hear and it gets me amped for the rest of the release. This intro did not achieve that for me. It was, it was just as time wore on, it was, it was kind of wearing me down and getting me less and less stoked about what was to come except for the fact that I was just ready for the intro to be over. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like,
1: I- especially when that like guitar melody, that's that guitar solo came in on the intro. I was like, Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's fucking do this.
0: I want I want an intro to be you know one of two things. I mean, if your integrity and intro can be atmospheric and 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 sort of swelling and get you ready for, uh, you know, being pummeled over the head with the heaviness of the riffs, or if you're playing more hardcore, that's more in the traditional vein. I want an intro, like I said, to be sort of like a statement of purpose, get me moving, get me hyper, uh, and like and and hook me into what's about to happen. So I just felt like this kind of straddled the line between those two worlds without really doing either particularly well. And then when the actual song came, it was a relief in the sense that the intro was done. Um but yeah, the song itself wasn't didn't really blow me away. As you mentioned, it has all the elements of basement hardcore that I really enjoy, but it wasn't it wasn't put together in a way that pushed it into the next echelon of something that I'm really going to remember that's going to like find its way into any of my favorite releases this year this was fine i didn't dislike it once the actual song got going i mean it was fast um i liked the atonal guitar solo i liked as you did the noisiness of it the vocals were frenetic uh chaotic fairly good um but you know knowing i, I again i don't know if if anybody besides uh gordon from Rob Reed plays in this um But uh, I think Rob Reed is a far stronger offering than this. And with with as good as the Denver scene is in general, um, I just don't think this quite meets... Meets the expectations that I had for it, just because I've come to to expect that I will enjoy pretty much anything that comes out of Denver. And again, I didn't dislike this; it just wasn't like it just wasn't quite there. I'm de- I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of the release, and uh, I may be proven wrong. I mean, we just heard an intro in one song, right? Like like we've both joked about, but also seriously commented on. We are judging a book by its cover on every single episode of this show. Basically we're taking the smallest sliver of a sample of what a band is offering and coming to wild conclusions about the entirety of that band's existence based we, on we, a minute are, and a half of music. So
1: we are hyper prejudiced and judgmental.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. And and we will. And and we take those natural inclinations and just hone and sharpen the edge on them by limiting ourselves to, like I said, the smallest sliver of a band's output. <laughs> so Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I. I don't know. Like, I. You mentioned. You know, Rob Reed and Denver in general. And you're right. Usually, what we hear come out of Denver. And I mean, usually what we hear come out of Denver, we really like. Yeah, um, and it's also I typically think of convulse records anymore. Sure, um, yeah. just because a lot of the stuff that we heard out of Denver that's on here that we really like is on fucking convulse. Yep. Um, so I guess maybe that kind of preloaded what I was kind of expecting coming into this as well. Yeah, same. Because like, if I saw th- if I saw this band in Fort Wayne, I'd be mm-hmm. fucking stoked. Totally. Yes. Right. Yep. If if I saw this band in if i saw this band you know in, like i said in any like mid-sized city right but when when i'm thinking about like a hardcore band that's maybe getting some hype that's coming out of a a
0: hype area at the moment right this ain't it right yeah exactly yep for sure i mean yeah if i if i if i saw this band on a, a stacked denver bill you know what i'm saying if i saw this band with fucking goon and civilized and cadaver dog, I wouldn't remember that this band played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I think if anything, that's also just a testament to the quality of the Denver scene right now. That we had really high expectations going into this release. It just goes to show there's a lot of dope shit coming out of the area. And as I was listening to this too, because I know there are a lot of like young folks involved in Denver punk and hardcore right now too, which is rad. And you know, I've had the pleasure of interacting with with a fair a fair amount of them just via the internet and this podcast and whatnot. And uh, it's cool because really all it takes in like because Denver is. A larger city, but like it's not fucking huge. It's it's size. It's the size, you know, population wise of of somewhere like maybe Indianapolis or something. So it's a sizable, mid. You know, it's a sizable uh, American city, but it's no, It's nothing like what you're experiencing in coastal regions. Um, it's interesting because I think for any sort of mid-sized U.S. city, if you just have a core nucleus of people uh like playing dope music that happens to catch at the right time and like catch the public attention in your local scene or whatever all it takes is that nucleus to get a whole wave of kids on like the right fucking bandwagon you know what i'm saying which yeah. is i think i think is what happened with denver you just had this nucleus of like a couple bands with a lot of the same key players doing really dope shit that caught on and enough young kids paid attention to it. And now like subsequently every band coming out of the area is playing dope shit. Because again, like, even though this wasn't necessarily standout, it by no means sucked. And like both of us noted, it has all the elements of shit in hardcore of this, in this vein that we enjoy. So like, it just goes to show like even if this isn't necessarily a standout, I think, by and large, most of the bands coming out of this scene are are on the right track at the very least, you know. Right, 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 right. So, so yeah, Video Drome. Uh, thanks for sending it our way. Not uh, not our favorite thing that we've heard, but it doesn't suck. And like I said, I'll definitely check out the rest of this demo. And it's uh, you know for a first effort, which I believe that this is. I think this is just like their demo. Um, definitely not bad. You know what I mean? A, a decent opening volley. Uh, you want to want to roll the dice, see what's up next? Sure thing. Here we go. Okay nine okay we got what's uh no we don't sorry uh we got noise nest um this is their split with libranos del mal the band camp is noisenest.bandcamp.com as i mentioned in the queue they are from ankara turkey um i don't think uh john didn't didn't uh, provide any context he's just gotten to the point now where he, you know, he knows that we're expecting to hear from him, I think, so he just drops whatever the newest international band is in our email and leaves it up to us. Um, so I guess we'll just listen to uh, what they open up with. It's, uh, it's definitely grind and power violent song length, so if we feel like we don't get a good enough sample, I guess we can listen to another one. Right. So we are going to listen to Power Elite by Noise Nest off of their split with Lebron Del Mall. Okay, we just heard the song "Power Elite" by Noise Nest off of their split with Libranos del Mall. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh,
1: that was fine. Um, you know, super, super, super heavy production, which helps it out a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, basically carried everything was was that ultra heavy production because the rest of this wasn't. It didn't really hold my interest very much. Um, I th- I I think that. I think that it's a shame that Eric Wood never like trademarked his distinct yelling style.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because and then, it is, and then, it's been jacked by everyone. Yeah. And then sued
1: sues anyone that fucking like, you know, takes his intellectual property because I have to say it is one of my aside from man is the bastard. It is one of my least favorite vocal delivery styles. In, in, except for in very rare instances, yes. It, you yeah. know, it's like, it just, it's one of my least favorite. It, it doesn't, it, it, number one, they're trying to sound like wood, but they can't, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, they're not even trying to sound like wood anymore. They're just trying to sound like Spaz trying to sound like wood.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that, right? Yep.
1: Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they're trying to sound, who was it in Spaz that did that? Was it, um, uh, I, I think that I think maybe Chris did those vocals yeah I don't I don't know but anyway, like it's just a shame that that vocal style persists um, all these years later. Um, yeah because it's it's a bummer. it really it really makes it hard to take a song like this or any song seriously when I hear it right because yeah. like musically they're trying to hit you over the head with a fucking hammer. And right. you know the high pitch vocals. I you know the guy the guy the guy yelling. I preferred that a lot better. That sounded a lot more raw and feral and real. For it sure. didn't sound you know just like you know hey
3: everybody
1: look at me you know <laughs> yeah.
3: hey hey serious terrorism <laughs> uh, religious autocracy in Turkey
1: you know like <laughs> yeah you know it's how how can you take like like it just shits all over everything else in the song right sure and i always i'm i'm never happy to hear that in a song yeah um you know spaz did it as a joke right um stop it
0: yeah for sure it's a stop trope it. that i it's a trope i wish would would die in this form of music for sure and,
1: and like musically this was fine like i said i think the production really carried it um it didn't it didn't have enough grind in it to be interesting to me Uh or enough power violence. Like it somehow managed to avoid having sufficient levels of both of those things. (laughs) Right. If it, if it just like shifted one way or another, a little bit on the fucking spectrum on this song and maybe the other songs, like I said, you know what? I'm never going to listen to another noise in that song. Right. Um, You know what I mean? Like, maybe I probably will. I'll check out at least one more, but it's not like, you know, like, all right, you know, I okay, I get it. This is this is probably what every single song of yours sounds like. Sure. And somehow a needle was threaded where it was neither grind enough or power violence enough for me to like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's like a, that's a pretty that's a pretty accurate way of characterizing how I felt about this too. I hadn't I hadn't quite articulated it that way in my head yet, but I think that kind of captures it. Um, it had its foot in both worlds, but uh, somehow managed to avoid um, being attractive to me, even though I like both of, both of those worlds. Um, yeah, like like if if it
1: just fucking ripped a little harder, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yep. If there was just some riff in there that I found interesting. Sure. But they avoided that. Yep. And they avoided like the just the 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 pure like caveman brutality of fucking power violence. Right. To make it interesting as well.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. Um yeah, this this wasn't bad. I think you're you're halfway onto something with, with saying the production carried it. The production was pretty slick and there was a lot of low end, and I think the guitars sounded good. But the drums were super oh. sterile.
1: Yeah, they were. They those were really boring too. Yes, yes. They the
0: I've there it was the drums were obviously triggered in a way that like and and look, like people say trigger drums as like sort of an offhand insult about metal or grind that sounds like too high production and dialed in the fact of the matter is somebody who's been in many many studios and played in many bands and made many records is that there's probably triggers on a lot of records dating back way further than you can even imagine on records that you really like that you don't even know are there and there are tasteful ways to use triggers just as a way to balance the drum sounds across a record so that you get some uniformity of volume and you sample the drums of the actual the drummer that's playing them this is not that this is just straight up like computerized triggers uh, that sound Super, super sterile and inhuman, and that can work sometimes, right? I really like agoraphobic nosebleed. Um, there, there are examples of that working when the triggered drums or the programmed drums are chaotic and fucking out of control like in the case of a gore folk nosebleed um for this it just like it, it it really took a lot of the punch and impact out of the production for me it made me it made it sound like i was listening to a computer and like one of the aspects of music this type of music that is the most appealing is like it's chaotic unhinged nature the 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 sense that the songs are about to fall apart at the seams at any moment that bands are playing at the upper limits of their abilities. Um, so when you take that aspect out of it and it becomes the sort of sterile uh, the sterile affair it it just loses a lot of its appeal to me so yeah this is this was not bad, but uh, there's not a chance I remember this existing in in two to three days. you know what I mean so, no no so uh, sorry, noise nest this was this was not a winner it didn't suck. It definitely didn't suck, but uh it, it, it also just did nothing for me at all. So I'm sure you hear the sickest grind band in Ankara, Turkey though.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're maybe we're underselling Ankara. I don't know. I don't know a yeah. goddamn I don't know a goddamn thing about Ankara. I know it's
0: in Turkey. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> so uh yeah, so I guess on that note, let's uh let's keep it moving. All right. See, we're throwing people for a loop.
1: I think, oh, they're gonna like that video drone shit. And we're like, get the fuck out of here.
0: Right, right. Yeah, uh, I there's they, dude. They've been accusing us in the Discord, and again, not not to imply that the Discord is even remotely reflective of our <laughs> overall listenership, but they've been accusing us in the Discord of going soft and quote liking everything. <laughs>
1: Well, we have gotten a lot of good shit.
0: We've gotten a lot of good shit, right? Yeah. But like, dude, the idea of even listening to the last few episodes of the show, the idea that we like everything is so fucking absurd and out of pocket.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I don't give a shit what comes up
0: next. I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Oh, oh shit. Okay. All right. Seven. Okay. Seven is more jewelry. This was sent over by Will Neal. The release is True Opera. This is a band from Philadelphia that he favorably compared to uh, MS Paint, which you know, as I said, is uh, is very high praise. He said he actually sent a few songs that uh, he suggested. He said we can bang any of these: uh, Look Alive, True Opera, or Boris Godunov. Um, so I guess we'll we'll go with his uh, his number one pick, Look Alive, which I think is also the one they have queued up to play. So evidently they agree with him.
1: And True Opera is the name of the record, though
0: that's that's true but I think in this case we got we got a glowing review from will and we have them saying hey please listen to this song first okay I feel I feel like we should do that so I'm just gonna
1: point out that this cassette is already sold out and it's second pressing
0: yeah so, so evidently, this, the people people uh, enjoy this evidently yes all right cool so we are gonna listen to look alive by more jewelry off of their release true Opera
3: Look alive, 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 look alive. No one knows I'm alive. I'm alive, look 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 alive. At what point do we stand up? For trying to juice at the breaking point. At the point of no return At the point of release, of retraction No reaction Look alive, look alive Look alive, look alive Look alive, look alive Look alive, look alive alive. At what point do we stand up for crunching? At the breaking point At the breaking point At the point of no return at the point of attraction, no reaction Look alive, look alive, look alive Look alive, look alive
0: We just heard the song Look Alive by More Jewelry off of their release True Opera. Um yo that was that was a very sick uh and B yeah well I think that your comparison to MS Paint was was kind of apt here. I think that they kind of arrived at a similar end result in terms of this is very driven by the rhythm section, by the drums and the bass with this. And the the vocals had a similar sensibility to them in sort of the atonal, uh, super rhythmic delivery on them. But I think they arrived there via a different set of influences. To me, this felt like very informed by late 80s and early to mid 90s Discord bands. This, you know, I've thought often about the way that like Minor Threat covering wire was a really interesting portent of things to come later on in the dc scene because i think that wire is like an unsung major influence on a lot of what happened later in the late 80s to the dc sound um so what i got out of this was kind of like wire via discord um i don't necessarily Imagine that MS Paint arrived where they are via that same track just from talking to them. I think their influences are maybe a little bit different. But yeah, I don't think that comparison as far as like a a contemporaneous act that's doing similar stuff is off base. I think if you like MS Paint. You would probably enjoy this, and vice versa. Um, but I really dug this. I did not know what to expect going into it, especially just seeing how hyped it is. I mean, a lot of people have purchased this, as Nate pointed out. This is on its second pressing, and it's uh, sold out again. It came out back in April, um, but this is this is really good. I like I said, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, I really fucked with that. I, I'm for sure gonna listen to the rest of this release. If that was uh, if that was any promise of things to come, this was uh, this was really 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 good. Nate, how did you uh, how you feel about this? I didn't like it. You didn't like it. Interesting. I didn't like, it. I didn't like wow. one thing about it. No, okay, you're you're fucking with me, right? Because you said no matter what we hear, you're not gonna like it. I'm just saying I didn't like it. <laughs> I I don't know if I like the commitment to the bit, or if I would more just like to hear what you actually fucking thought about this. It just, it just wasn't to my taste.
1: We'll put it that way, right? <laughs> It right. well, sounded like a, a rage against the machine jello mold melting in the sun. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I believe you, man. No, this was fine. Uh, I actually kind of, this was interesting and good. Um, I don't know very much about, I, I don't. Uh, so I like the, so this is, this is like, uh, let me let me think about this. this. First of all, this is on Don Giovanni.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes perfect fucking. It makes sense. perfect sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so my, so my, my mention of like '90s Discord and stuff is is on point there too, because there's a there's a close a close relationship between those sounds for sure.
1: Right, right. So this is on Don Giovanni. This has that like, I guess you could say. Artistic bend and sort of like urban activism that uh, white folks lap up like sweet cream.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, 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 that's true for sure. No doubt about that.
1: Um, Yeah. I, so, and, and I am a white folk and uh, I do like stuff that sounds urgent, but also artistic and uh, maybe coming from a, maybe, maybe a bit of a non-traditional musical standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The, 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 um, the the, 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 duo that's in this, it's, uh, more mother and then mental jewelry. I was doing a little bit of reading. Okay. Um, so she, more mother is an artist and, um, musician from Philly. Um, and then mental jewelry is, um, a noise artist and, um, a musician from Philly as well. And they just okay. you know, have known each other for a while and collaborated. All um, right. so, and he also apparently really likes lives. Second full length mental jewelry because he calls himself mental jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so you know anyway my point is that like i don't these aren't necessarily waters that i swim in right right i'm not gonna do a deep dive i own a few don giovanni releases not because they're on don giovanni but because i happen to like them as i look at their list of you know output right yeah yeah but like you know there's plenty of shit on don giovanni that i ain't gonna fucking buy Oh totally. Right. It's like yeah. it's like one of those labels that every once in a while I'm like, "Oh, that's a pretty deep. That, that's a pretty pretty dope record." But everything else I'm like, "What the what the, what the fuck is this shit? This is just artsy shit for fucking Yeah, know, white folks going through a thing.
0: That that's and that's kind of what I was trying to imply via the 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 sort of like connection between discord and this is like I think even though that that discord sound doesn't necessarily carry through to D- Don Giovanni because especially because Don Giovanni is a super has a super uh varied release history i think it occupies a similar space in the sense that it's like It's not it's not mainstream and it's not appealing to mainstream folks, but it's also not appealing to like hardcore kids or like Mm. studs and leather punks. It's occupying like a space where definitely the the ardier uh, the ardier participants in the punk and like, uh, quote unquote, underground music scene reside. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like like there's a little bit of overlap there, but I mean, it's it's like sub pop or matador. Right. Sure. Yeah. In that, right. in that, in that regard as well for me, like there's a few yeah. things on the label that I like, but you know, it's almost like, it's almost like when you see something on a label like Don Giovanni, like, um, you know, I don't know what, what, what's something that's on the, as I do a quick look here that I like, um, uh, Screaming Females, right? Sure. They're definitely that, that it's like. Targeted at a certain Demographic of music listeners Right Right. yeah yeah you know what I mean Um they're definitely going For like a certain group it, 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 and, and then there's other Stuff on here it's like I, I never fucking Heard of this this bullshit you know Sure yeah um but That said and this isn't a review of Don Giovanni's shit label Um <laughs> right yeah. Um it's It's uh it's it's more you know it's It's about it's about uh Um, about um, more jewelry. That's it. I almost said, I I wanted to say more mother. So, here's the thing this sort of stuff, you know, especially like with the refrain, look alive, look alive, look alive, like it makes you feel ready to carry out battle in the name of civil justice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true for sure. Yeah, right. It gets
1: the blood pumping, right? Right. It's Mm -hmm. urgent, right? It's um it's urgent, it's, it's, it's vibrant and it's vital in that it is alive. Right. It's, it's not, it's current. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's not, uh, referencing, you know, historical civil battles and that sort of thing. It's like, this is it, 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 well, just like a lot of rap that I like, it's urgent and of, of the current. Sure. And so that, that speaks to me. I like that. Um, That said, I don't know anything else about the other people in this band. Right? Yeah. Um, I like this enough. I, you know, we're getting back to like MS Paint. I didn't like this as much as MS Paint. No, definitely not. No, because MS Paint like made me feel good. It didn't yes. just make me want to like fucking like fight you know right yeah sure it didn't make me want to like suddenly try my hand at outsider art and see if i could <laughs> if i too could blow up big right <laughs> yeah yeah for sure right it didn't make me want to go fucking tag up a bunch of fucking graffiti somewhere you know yeah yeah and yeah. do things that i never in a million years would think to fucking do cuz it's not in like normally the waters that i swim in right yeah yeah um but nevertheless ms paint made me feel good Yes. And uh, it, 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 it gave me all the good feelings that a lot of other stuff that I'm heavily much more familiar with, you know, give me. Like we, we mentioned, like, I, I for me, it was like, obviously fucking Beasties, right? Right. sure. Um, check your head Arabesques Beasties is what I heard on that. And like some Rollins band and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, MS Paint, MS, MS Paint came from a much more familiar background to me. Yeah. This came from out of nowhere. But at the same time, it would fit right alongside him on a show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and totally. this would be, I, I really think of this would be dope to see live because you just kind of like get caught up in the in, in, in the energy of it, the urgency of it.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: Um, but then you'd look around and you'd see that like the other people that are nodding their head and act like <laughs> they know what's fucking going on or, you know, fucking people wearing thrifted acid wash jeans that are cuffed. And, um, you know, puffy fucking bloused out starters jackets from 1991. (laughs) Um, and, uh, glasses that they look, look like they were purchased from the, um, wardrobe of, uh, growing pains. Yeah. People that look like me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, so I, I think you, you touched on some stuff with this in that, like, yeah, this does feel very of the moment and it does feel very urgent and alive and tapped into what is currently going on, both in art and in culture at large. And I think the double edged sword of that is that shit that falls in that lane is the most rife for exploitation mm. by by like the vice newses and the NPRs of the world. Yeah, and- absolutely. You know, and and and
1: yeah absolutely like how how have i not heard terry gross interviewing these two yet exactly
0: right probably is- i don't listen to her every day she probably talked to him yesterday <laughs> right yeah but this is this is re- this is like ready made for a tiny desk concert you know what yeah. i'm saying and and i don't think that's any on by any design of the people involved with this right i think that there's just as you mentioned there is like a certain brand of music that like evokes a quote-unquote you know to use the fucking parlance of the of the publications that we're referencing you know an urban spirit that is like fucking nectar to politically progressive suburban whites and makes them feel plugged into culture. And I mean, well, oh, here you go. Lars Gotrick, who literally works for NPR, has a review on this page. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's like their main, the main person they have that covers like, I think, metal and punk and stuff like this.
1: And, and why the fuck, why the fuck is NPR doing anything with metal and punk? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That is the absolute last resource one should go to, or that I even want to hear telling me what
0: kind of music I should like. Yes. Same. Right. So, so yeah, so there you go. My, my, my theory was just proven in fucking real time, uh, just by a simple glance at the reviews column. (laughs) There you go. So, so yeah, I think stuff like this, you know, it is, it's vice news. It's NPR punk. But again, by no fault or design of the people involved, I think in most instances, I think this shit is genuinely good. I dig it, but I also think it's six months before this is this is the new show me the body, or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the next this is the next T-shirt band for well-meaning but nonetheless intolerable suburban white couples. And, you know? and I
1: feel like ultimately, like you know. And rightfully so, I, I I feel like this stuff should be like just a standalone piece, not an ongoing installation. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the sort of thing where it's like, yo, we did this project, we put out right. this many recordings, and it's done.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, I think I
1: just want to point out um, on this tape, mm-hmm. um, there's a track called Westmoreland County. Mm-hmm. That's my own county. I wonder what the fuck they did. I mean, West probably probably County, nothing good. Westmoreland County is uh you know like on the western edge of the Appalachians it's between basically Pittsburgh and Allegheny County and um you know where the mountains are so yeah. there's a lot of shit heels in Westmoreland County and I know that I used to be one I probably still am depending on who you talk to um <laughs> yeah. get up to some stupid shit and um I'm gonna have to listen to that track and just see uh How Westmoreland County
0: won a foul of of more jewelry. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So yeah. So on that note, I think I think to wrap it up. You know, this stuff is undeniably good, which I think is why it has such broad appeal. It does appeal to people who are maybe not traditionally fans of punk and music that falls in this world. But it's uh, it's 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 quality is at the same time its downfall uh, because you do have the the vultures of progressive. you know, fake progressive media that close in on this and fucking, you know, devour the corpse and shit it out for 10 years to come. Uh, in various different forms and fucking missives and think pieces about the cultural impact of this scene and shit like that, that no self-respecting punk would ever consume or take seriously. So, uh, like I said, stuff like this, double-edged sword, very, very fucking good, but is going to be played out by, uh, by suburban whites within the next six months if it isn't already. So, yep. There you go. so uh, on that note let's uh, let's roll the ba- let's roll the dice again and not and, and and bow our heads in a moment of silence for what could have been with more jewelry. All right three okay. three I was hoping that we would uh, that we would get to for sure. So this is new Cruelster. I don't believe that they have a band camp right now. Kawi just sent us a, uh, a YouTube link. it is on the Tremendo garage YouTube. I'm sure that you can find this elsewhere. I think that I think it's on Spotify um possibly uh but other than that i think the only other place to find it on the internet is youtube because i looked for a band camp and couldn't find it as i said perverts again was fucking great "Cruelster" was fucking great uh so i expect this to be good i think that this uh, is there it might be on lumpy uh yeah that would make sense for sure considering because the new records it says it's coming up on lumpy records so okay yeah there you go that makes sense for sure um all right so we are going to listen to hyper with you by new Cruelster
3: today and I was feeling pretty anxious. I woke up today and I was feeling pretty anxious. I woke up today and I was feeling pretty anxious. When I woke up just morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Hyper like on a Friday, I got a taste at my tongue. A taste for alcohol and cigarettes and popcorn and fun. For cue balls and yeah, for
0: Okay, we just heard hyper with you by new Cruelster Nate how'd you feel about that I'm gonna buy that as soon as it becomes available <laughs> yeah it was so good
1: uh, I, I I love Cruelster um you know I this no one sounds like this yeah um yep. I mean it, it feels it feels new right for sure <laughs> when you listen to this it feels exciting and new like I, I get excited when I hear that and yep. and it feels. Mm. Yeah, it just sounds it sounds completely unique to me. Yeah. Um there's another band I think from the Cleveland area called No So that has sort of a similar sort of sound to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but man, nobody Cruelster and Perverts again and New Cruelster. I'm just it's all the same fucking band, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are absolutely perfect at writing like they they've, they they've perfected writing angular like angular disjointed punk songs. Yeah. That are absolutely fucking catchy but at the same time utterly fucking grating. Yes, totally. Like 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 just absolutely banging on your fucking spinal cord annoying. Right? Yeah. Yep. And I I wish I was half as articulate in my um Disdain of the world around me as the lyricist for Cruelster and New
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, and
1: they're, those they're they're always perfect. Those lyrics were perfect. I mean, to 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 sing about COVID nineteen after everybody's been dealing with it for fucking ten months, right? Mm-hmm. You would think, hmm, boy, you kind of missed a train on that, right? But this was absolutely fucking on
0: point. Yeah, for sure, man. Right, for sure. (laughs) Like
1: like I think you mentioned, like if you're naming your stuff the COVID sessions at this point in 2020, like come on, right? But like no, this. I mean this. This basically perfectly articulates every thought that goes into my head. Every when I talk about looking at doofuses as I walk around town, right? Um, or as I go, you know, into a grocery store. It, it perfectly encapsulates that. It perfectly yeah. enca- encapsulates everything I was thinking. I was in, I was in the co-op, right? A bastion, a bastion of white liberalism, right? Yeah, yep. In the in the, in the grocery, in the co-op grocery store. How how would you not see anybody wearing a mask there? How dare they? Right? Don't right. you believe in science? <laughs> right? Don't you believe in science? Don't you care about other people? If you're shopping in the co-op, of course you do, right? Why else would you be here if you didn't believe in science and care about things bigger than yourself, right? Yeah, right. And there's this, there's this uh, woman walking around that every time she stops to talk, she pulls her mask down like till like her, so that her upper lip is visible, <laughs> right? And she's talking to fucking everybody, yeah, right, yeah. What the fuck? What go go to fucking Kroger? What the fuck is wrong with you? Go <laughs> hang out with the people at Kroger. And the thing was, she was looking just like you would expect an affluent, intelligent, considerate, compassionate co-op shopper to look like. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. And there she was with her fucking dick nose hanging out because apparently she's a mouth breather. And then every time she pulls her fucking mask down, yo, I what the fuck? I don't need to see what your upper lip is doing. Yeah. I can hear you just fine. And honestly, I don't give a fuck if I hear you. So fuck off. Yeah. You know, like, they, those lyrics perfectly encapsulated my thoughts as I, as I like routinely encountered her in the uh, aisles of the co op. Yeah. And uh, they're really good at it, man. Like, if, you know, the Riot Boys LP by Krulster, dude, some of the, some of the best fucking lyrics I've heard in a decade are on that LP. Mm. And they're not. They're not verbose. They're not. Um, elo- they're not. They're. They're eloquent in, the, in in a very minimal and stupid way. Right. They're not like impenetrably fucking dense. You know. No. No. And they're not. They're not trying to be. You know. Literary. They're not trying to be highbrow about it. Right. R- right they're not yes. trying to be high minded about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're 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 stripping it down to the the absolute rock bottom, like knuckle dragging, drooling it of it all, right? And yep. they're really fucking good at doing that, and the music is perfect for how fucking like
0: soaking wet with fucking derisive sarcasm, but stupid the lyrics are, right? Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. No, I, f- I mean, I feel the same way about this. I think, I think they're the masters of, of just mocking derision. And I think that's why this walked that line and successfully pulled off the tightrope walk, because like y- you, you venture into anything too topical and you run the risk of, of losing your, of, of losing your listener and certainly not aging well. And especially with, with shit like COVID, whatever, you know, it's the, this won me over by not leaning into like pearl clutching p- pearl clutching moralizing but mocking derision which is yeah. my preferred method of interacting with the world and society at large so like this just yeah as you mentioned this uh this just speaks to me um as as cruelster and pervert's again did as well i mean it's the same quality that uh, you've come to expect from this camp this is this is fucking great as you mentioned yeah as soon as as soon as i can get my hands on this i will um they are definitely a singular a singular group, I mean, like there are bands that are doing similar stuff to this for sure, especially like in the lumpy records world, yeah' and they stick like that. perfect on lumpy records yeah but but that said, I think they still are kind of a singular act in that world they There are elements um there are elements from other bands present here uh but i I really think that they've honed in on something that is uniquely their own and it's uh, it's really like a like a wolf
1: in sheep's clothing because these do dude, these dudes are fucking they know exactly what they're doing they know exactly oh, yeah. what they're going for and they're fucking sharp as a whip
0: for sure yes definitely these these are the this is this is a band like a group of people that have uh that have honed their musical edge over the better part of a decade now so mm-hmm. um you know they've they've been they've been playing in various bands for a very very long time um and are. To absolutely know what they're going for and pulling it off with like expert precision on this. So yeah, this is uh this is fucking great. I expected this to be great was not let down at all. This is really, really fucking good. And I am extremely stoked for this to come out. I can't wait to hear this, uh this entire record. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time and try to bang it out real quick so we can have at least five bands in this and then tackle the voicemails cuz we got we 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 didn't tackle them before and now we got now they kind of built up on us. I so. thought we did them last week. Uh did, wait, did we? Maybe we just had a fucking
1: shit ton of people call in oh, this week f- then. All right. That's that must be cuz I know we did them last week cuz um somebody asked about video games and I found a way to complain about that. And somebody asked about comics and I found a way to complain uh, about yeah, that's that. Right.
0: No, we got we got eight messages this week. And then someone made me say the n-word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Somebody did make you do that. Um <laughs> so yeah, we got we got eight messages this week. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's bang out one more of these and then, then we'll do messages.
1: All right, six.
0: Okay. So Six is the die demo. So Nate, you've already heard this. I have I, I, not
1: I own this. Yeah, it's good. So I'll just basically um let you t- take it, okay?
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean that'll certainly cut down on time with this. Um I guess let's just uh let's just listen to the first track. It's what they have queued up to play. It looks pretty representative of the of the song links on the record. So we're gonna listen to Poor Pas- Poor Posture by Die off of their demo. <laughs> Okay, we just heard the song Poor Posture by the band Die off of their demo. Uh, as we established, Nate already likes this. He knows how he feels about it. Uh, I think you described it when you mentioned it on the show as kind of like gag if they were fronted by Ross Ferrar from Ceremony. Yeah. That, A ga- yeah,
1: gag, bib, and Ceremony.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's uh, That feels very accurate. And, and even musically... Um, there, there are hints of like violence, violence, and still nothing moves you era ceremony in this, um, especially in the sort of like sludgier, or moshier part on this. And the vocals definitely sound like Ross Farrar. Um, yeah, this is good. I mean, I'll keep it brief on this because honestly, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about this. If you like hardcore in the vein of what we just described, you'll like this. This was really well done. And uh, the recording was really solid too for a fucking demo. Goddamn, this sounds really fucking good um looks like the tapes are already sold out uh just came out in october 2nd so good job guys uh you sold out 50 tapes in a couple months not bad um i can see why this is uh this is good it ripped i will listen to the rest of this for sure enjoyed it a lot if you like hardcore punk um there's probably not a whole lot here that you'll dislike even if you don't love it even if it didn't stand out to you um i imagine this is one of those things that it straddles enough lines of enough different sort of like subgenres of hardcore that it would be hard to straight up hate this, even if it's not necessarily to your taste. There's nothing bad about this at all. It was just really solid mid-tempo hardcore uh, that pulled from both classic influences and contemporary ones with uh, a, a fair degree of skill. I, I liked that a whole lot. Another winner from Chicago.
1: Yep. I got a
0: copy of that tape that I'll gladly sell for $400. <laughs> there you go. Hit up my Hit up the email and I will broker the deal between you and Nate if you're interested in that. So on that note, Let's uh, pivot to voicemails and uh, see what our very talkative listeners had to say this week. It seems like uh, they had a lot on their fucking minds because we got eight messages. A couple of them looks like they they went over the the time limit too. Nope. One of nope. them, one of them only by a little bit, and it looks like their first their first call. Um, so you know maybe they just didn't know about the rules. But then we got another one on here that is two minutes and 20 seconds long, which is like, dog, so, come
1: on. So do we just listen to, what? what is our rule? Of, uh, I think we
0: just cut it, no, a minute and a half. I think we just cut it off at a minute and a half, you know? Yeah, we just cut it off a minute and a half, yeah. Um, but the first one, it, it slides in right under a minute and a half, so... Um, like I said, I I think you know the first person on here with the minute fifty five. I I don't recognize that number. They might just not be aware. Maybe they're a new listener. But let's uh, let's listen to this first one real quick. All right.
4: Yo, what up? It's Zach, aka Dadbot, calling from Oklahoma City. Got a couple things I've been thinking about. First of all, love the pod, but honestly, you guys are going soft. It's been like I don't know. I'm, hand episodes since you've told anybody to kill themselves i don't know if it's because nate's an old married hag now or maybe great because you're a little too successful things are going too well in your life whatever it is stop it to uh jeff i don't know who the fuck you are but i know you can fucking hear me you stay strong brother don't let him get you down and lastly, a couple of questions. First, if you were to meet AJ Soprano in real life, would you mentor him or bully him relentlessly? Two, do you think the Chinese Communist Party could have come to power without the Sino Japanese War? And three, are either of you going to get vaccinated? And if so, Nate, are you worried it's going to make you as autistic as Greg?
0: Okay. <laughs> Damn, there was a lot packed into that minute and a half call. Yeah. He really he really fit a lot of See, yo, callers, take Take Zach as a shining example of what you can achieve in a minute and 23 seconds. I feel like a lot of people think that they're limited by that minute and a half, you know, cutoff, but like there was so much information, like statements and questions, multi tiered questions fit into that very succinctly, very concisely. He said everything he wanted to say, and like I felt like I got a complete thought in that minute and a half. It didn't ramble on, it was great. Um, so Zach, thanks for your top quality call. Um, also it's very very timely that you called in because i just mentioned earlier how the discord has claimed that we are getting soft and then zach aka dad bod from the discord server called in to tell us that we are getting soft so there you go um I yeah maybe maybe it is just because we're we're both a little too successful now. I might break the poverty line for the first time in my adult life next year. So yeah, I guess you could say I'm a I'm a a, a successful entrepreneur. I th- I think that
1: um I'm just uh I think we're trying to tone it down cuz we're angling for some of that advertising money. You know <laughs> That's I mean? right. I mean yeah, stamps.com yeah. isn't going to come calling, you know, fucking DraftKings isn't going to come calling if we're telling people to fucking kill themselves every week.
0: Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, they, they, let just rest assured, the implication is there, right? Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't right.
0: hear, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> yeah, if you're tuning into this show, just go ahead and 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 assume that we're implying that you should kill yourself. <laughs> So Nate, have you ever even watched The Sopranos? Yeah, I watched The Sopranos
1: when The Sopranos were a thing, and I was living at home and had HBO. Right? AJ Soprano, what Um, I mentor? Oh, I'm not bullying him. Right?
0: Well, yeah, for for good fucking reason. Right? You know what?
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, I I I I don't want to like you know ruin my nice life by fucking with a fucking shitty skinhead. I sure as hell don't want the mob coming down on my ass either. Right? Yeah, for sure yeah so i will quietly tiptoe away from that con- confrontation as well um and uh but i'm not going to mentor him he's a shit right yeah he's a shit um he, he, if i if i mentored him i would just tell him to you know fuck off and go get mentored by somebody else that that that, <laughs> would, that would be my advice right
0: <laughs> that's not really mentorship at all i think
1: it's mentoring him at least for a, a few steps right it's <laughs> yeah. getting him going it's
0: motivation right right yeah uh so I you know it's hard for me to answer because I'm a big Soprano's fan but you know it's you're you're reflecting on the entirety of AJ Soprano's character arc knowing that knowing everything I know about him things that in real life you would never know about him because you can't see the entirety of a person's being in real life um you know as a viewer, no, I would not. I, I would not. I would not mentor him. My inclination would be to relentlessly bully him because he's a little fucking shit. But I think in real life, if I met a kid like AJ Soprano who was into like vaguely alternative stuff but was on the wrong path, um, I would. I would give it my best. I've certainly tried to do so in the past uh, for folks that were a little younger to me, um, that younger than me, to varying um, degrees of success. Um, so yeah, I think, I think my inclination, meaning a kid like AJ Soprano would probably be, what, what is your metric to determine success, right? Did you get a good fucking review? Well, well, no, like I, I can't really talk about I can't really talk about it on the pod, honestly. But <laughs> like, okay. it puts it puts some people's personal business that would like by extension here about this like too on blast. Okay, but there have been some instances where it has been almost an exact situation where like someone a bit younger than me, you know, into some cool stuff, some not so cool stuff, kind of took them under my wing, tried, just as a friend, you know what I mean, try to put them on the right path, and then they end up, you know selling heroin and in prison type shit so that you know that type of shit so that doesn't sound like a success at all no no exactly that's the opposite that's what i'm saying to varying degrees of success that so, mean that being that's, not that's successful like, at all and very successful
3: <laughs> varying degrees of success meaning
0: <laughs> one degree of success which was zero <laughs> <laughs> That's only one instance that I'm talking about, though. You know, you're not hearing about the success stories. You're only oh, hearing about the oh, the, the... the
1: ones that didn't end up selling heroin in prison. <laughs> you're
0: right? Yeah, those are the successes. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: so, um, also, well, by know, that by that metric, I am the most successful mentor of all time because <laughs> no one has ever ended up in heroin, in prison selling heroin because of me. <laughs>
0: Well, I wouldn't say it was because of me. I would just say I didn't, I maybe just
1: certainly didn't help.
0: (laughs) I I didn't, I didn't pull him off the path he was on. That's all, you know? Okay. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny that you ask about the uh, uh, Japanese, uh, Sino-Japanese war, um, because, you know, I know more about this shit than one might imagine because in high school, uh, I did, even though my grades were not great because I slacked off, I really enjoyed academic extracurriculars, um, Mostly because I got to hang out with my other nerdy friends and just read about history and sociology and shit, which I was very interested in. And uh, I did an entire year in which I specialized on the fall of Imperial Russia and the transition into Communist Russia. Um, and so my my expert my expert opinion here um, is that no, it couldn't have happened. I think that all of the economic and social factors that played into the the fall of uh, Imperial Russia were all critical in sowing distrust among among the populace, that was already many hundreds of years in the making, especially with the combination of just the impotent rule of Tsar uh, Nicholas II, um, all of those elements played in to drive the you know Winter Rebellion and all the shit that occurred um, around the turn of the century in in in, uh, in Russia that uh, led to the rise of the Communist Party. So, yeah, my opinion is no, it probably would have not come about without uh, without that event and many other events that played in into that uh, into that situation.
1: Well. I'm not even gonna pretend that I even kind of give a shit. <laughs> there so, you go. Gray might know more than you expect. I I care less than you can fathom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that, yo, that's maybe the tagline for the show. <laughs> gray <laughs> might know more than you expect. I care less than you can fathom. Okay, so uh, yes, I, I will get I will get vaccinated. Nate, are you concerned that it will make you as autistic as me?
1: Yo, I'm gonna get. I'll get vaccinated by every vaccine, right? (laughs) Yeah, give them all to me. Give them all to me, right? Because, uh, hey, I worship at the fucking altar of techno Satan, man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It ain't a matter of faith with science, man. It's a a matter of numbers, and uh, I'm perfectly
0: okay with it. Yeah, for sure. I'm willing to take that risk. Um, So the next call we have, just looking at the transcript, it goes over, it goes like a minute 55. It looks like... This is a first-time caller based on the number, and it looks like it's a story about Rick to Life. Okay. I, re- I really don't want to turn this off at a minute and a half. I guess we'll just we'll see how the quality of the story is and if we're going to make an allowance for this because I do love a good Rick to Life story.
5: All right. Yo, so I've got a funny story I think you guys will uh, appreciate about when my buddy's band played with 25 to Life, and it's a hilarious Rick to Life story. Um, so, my buddy joined this band back in, like, middle of 2015, and they played a show in, like, August or something at this place called The Milestone in Charlotte, and it was just them and some other locals and 25 to Life opening, and I think they were up first or something, and they do their set, it goes good, Well, Rick starts coming up to my buddy and, because he was the vocalist of the band, and just gassing him up about how good his vocals were and just fucking gushing to him about it. My buddy thought that he was just some random drunk dude that stumbled into see Live Music. He didn't realize he was actually, you know, the guy playing in the headlining band. Well, the rest of the show goes on, and finally 25 to Life comes on, and he's like flabbergasted that that dude's the dude fronting the opening or the headlining fucking band. They start playing, and Rick goes off on this tangent about, uh, how hardcore kids today are just fucking pussies and all that, just a bunch of cop callers and shit, it ain't about shit. This, that, and the third. Well, someone in the neighboring area close to the venue started setting off fireworks out of nowhere, and apparently Rick to Life thought it was gunshots from someone like that he fucked over or something that was coming to try and kill him. So after just going on a rant about how hardcore kids today are a bunch of cop calling pussies, he pulls out his fucking phone and dials 911 and starts freaking out on stage. And I I just thought I'd share that with you because I thought people would appreciate that and find it fucking hilarious
0: okay so so yeah i'm 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 glad we let that one ride because <laughs> that was a really good fucking story um you know i just because of you know the, the hardcore rumor mill being what it is i'm always hesitant um and i take all stories about uh, legendary hardcore figures even ones um so universally reviled as rick to life with a, with a grain of salt but if there is any truth in that story it is really fucking funny <laughs> it's really good
1: yeah yeah i like the idea of well first off the guy that the guy that didn't know who rick the life was and thought it was yeah. just some fucking bum right yeah that's pretty funny because it's not it's just tangentially related tangentially related to the actual meat of the story which is uh rick the life like f- basically having ptsd so bad that, uh, <laughs> you know some fireworks across the street sent him into a panic
0: yeah for sure I mean, it's like I I've said it before. I feel I it's almost like Rick to life is is the the fruits hanging too low at this point because the man has most certainly suffered like a, a traumatic brain injury at this point. Um, he it, it's it's almost akin to like laughing at the homeless guy in the corner type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yo, this dude has has gone his has suffered a series of events that have led him here that are unfathomably bleak. So. Um, by and large, I just silently sit back and wish Rick the best. But uh, I, I can't deny a good, a, a good Rick the life story when I hear one. So, thank you for your uh, for your contribution with that.
6: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Let's uh, let's listen to the next one.
6: Hey, what's up, Demolition? This is GMP, the Canadian Sniper, calling. Uh, calling to make a quick comment on uh, quote Chamber Punk. Uh, I believe I understand what that is. And I'm not saying this to down talk to your name, by the way. I'm just trying to join in on the uh, fun of making fun. Uh, So, what I believe that is, is there is a loose subgenre of pop called chamber pop. Uh, Sometimes some people call it baroque pop. Uh, It's a bit of an affected name, but you know, they all are, so whatever. But chamber pop slash baroque pop, it's like you guys maybe have heard that before. I don't even know. Not gonna be assumptive. But it's like uh when the Beach Boys started going heavy with like massive arrangements, baroque pop, you know, and all their choral arrangements, chamber pop. So this person or these types of people adding chamber punk, it's like, hey, we're better than punk. That's what I think it is, and
4: anyways that's about it guys and uh still
6: really hoping that uh some people are going to take up my advice and start rocking that swastika armband because that's what punks do
1: so okay so basically um (laughs) what he's saying is what i said like when you have a bunch of people singing on a song i guess that means it's 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 chamber music then
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now that he mentions it, I definitely have heard chamber pop and Baroque pop applied to shit like the beach boys before. I just, I guess it didn't really occur to me when I was, uh, when I was listening to uh, whatever the fuck, the name of that shit, his, his Royal majesty or whatever (laughs) under his eye um, that, that uh, tagged itself chamber punk. It, it didn't occur to me, but yeah, I I guess I've heard that, that genre tag before. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) Hey,
1: you want to be a real punk? um, Listen to Jim. And rock that swazi! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right,
0: that's how you can really stick it to the man.
1: <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> you're really gonna show them all if you rock that swazi. I, <laughs> yeah. I 100 back that.
0: Yeah, for sure. You're gonna, you're gonna show them what you're about. Yep. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to the next one.
1: Yo, yo, yo,
5: Cowie uh, here, um, also known as King Shit of Shit Mountain. Um, just listened to the last episode and. Listening to the voicemail, and I think AJ, it was that, left something about uh, that question about Ruckers, also claiming to be the smartest motherfucker in the Facebook group, but he doesn't know that Fuddruckers is actually liquidating all of their assets and the entire franchise is closing. So I don't know what that says about the Facebook group, but y'all gotta fucking fact check and figure this shit out. All right, peace.
1: Well, there you go. Goddamn! <laughs> if you had any dreams of visiting Fuddruckers after AJ's glowing, uh, glowing uh, review of them, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. You're, ne- sure. you're never gonna eat that two-pound pile of slop known as a two-pound <laughs> veggie burger.
0: Yeah. What a shame. What a loss. Uh, so, Kawi, thanks. Uh, thanks for setting the record straight on Um Yo, so this next message is two minutes and twenty seconds long, and like the 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 fucking the transcript cuts off very very shortly after the message starts. So maybe maybe it's not really two twenty. Maybe they just let their phone run or something. Um, I guess unless this is the most fucking captivating co- phone call ever, we'll just cut it off at a minute and a half, um, or whenever or make, we feel like it. Or we'll I guess I guess whenever we feel like it. Let's uh, let's just listen to it and see what this is about.
4: Hey what's up, um, so this is Jeff, I am actually pretty far behind on the show, but I just listened to episode 53 and we were talking about uh dead baby websites and uh, how you guys like, oh, I can't believe this is think, thing, alright, crazy story, um, I can't, he doesn't have a dead baby My cousin is still alive, but due to psychosis and mental health of his mother, uh, the state has taken him away, and his grandmother can't
0: see him, so he has, like... Hey, yo, yo, yo. I can't hear that. Yeah, so I'm just going to cut in here. Um... Jeff, it sounds like you have a pretty pretty good story here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up hints of what you're talking about, which is that you just listened to the episode in which we talk about the dead baby tribute pages, um, in which like people make websites that forever commemorate and memorialize their oh. dead infants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is talking about some sort of personal experience that he has with this in real life. But like... Actually, sussing out the details of what you are saying uh, are very difficult because evidently you decided to record this as you were riding seventy-five miles per hour down the highway on your motorcycle. So, if you want to tell that story, how about you call in again this coming week and you do it in, uh, you know, like an indoor room and talk into the uh, speaker of your phone, and we'll just give that a second, a second go because the story sounds potentially interesting, but I sure as fuck am not going to sit through another minute and a half of that. So sorry, Jeff, but uh, yeah, it was pretty inaudible. <laughs> yeah. Better, better luck next time. The story does sound interesting. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one.
6: Hi, Demolition. This is G. Michael Thomas calling from Canada. I'm going to talk really fast. Uh, I want to apologize for calling twice in one week and monopolizing the time on the voice calls. I really did not want to do this. However, I felt like I wanted to address quickly something that I made a joke twice about a Nazi armband that said vicious war and then I realized maybe people might not understand why I'm making that joke. So I felt the need to call back and, and say, uh, seriously, the reason I say that is because actually I really like subversion in uh this culture and uh sometimes I wonder if uh the subversion of the culture is only highlighting virtuous subversion rather than um just subverting whatever whatever you want. Um I like playing with the dark arts and I like playing with danger and things like this. So for me, the tickling of the fancy of scariness is a really big part of punk rock. And that's why I made those comments because sometimes getting older and, and trying to um <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, sorry, I started to ramble there. That's about it. Uh, I love the show. I love I love punk rock. I love hardcore. And um, I hope it stays dangerous, as well as staying happy and exciting, and helpful and loving. Bye.
0: All right. So, so G. Michael Thomas brings up a point that we've actually touched on various times throughout the history of this show, which is that ideally, alternative music and art spaces should be, and historically, until fairly recently, have been a space for genuinely transgressive figures and it's only in recent times where that has become a no-go so your reference to like nazi armbands specifically i think are are apt for this discussion an apt point of reference because early on in punk World War II and survivors from World War II and like the cultural impact of World War II was still being very much felt in the world at large and among the general populace. So for the Ramones or Sid Vicious or any number of people who sort of co-opted the Swazi in the early days of punk and used that as a, you know, like a shock symbol, that was like to To my mind, that was a totally viable thing to do at the time, because again, you look at the actual politics of any of the people doing that by and large, most of them leaned left or at the or best were like incredibly apolitical, and they were just trying to do anything that would provoke like that was the entire point of punk was to be provocative and I think. At its core, that should still be the goal and like now in 2020 using a Swazi isn't really provocative in a way that's interesting to me on any level right like it's not even that like I'm offended by a band using that imagery in their in their art or whatever it's just like it's not provocative it's the the people that have that utilize that imagery by and large are people that I don't want to have anything to do with and you're not pissing off the people that I would ideally um Aim to upset and to provoke, right? Like you're you're throwing in your you're throwing in your hat with a group of people that uh, I I typically don't find interesting uh, or subversive on on any level. They're just kind of a bunch of like inbred hilljack idiots for the most part, or grifters trying to make their money on inbred hilljack idiots. So, but I think the I think the core of your point is is valid for sure. And I think largely punk and hardcore and uh, the associated spaces aren't are not really places that are receptive to genuine transgression right now and I don't know I don't know if the genie can be put back in the bottle on that I, I don't know if the pendulum will swing back the other way I've already seen it do that culturally to a to a certain extent I've seen like the language policing and things of that nature have definitely started to ease up over the course of the last year or two and it's been refreshing for sure um I don't know if we're gonna get to the point where we can have a flipper or a negative trend or a Jesus lizard or a swans. Again, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know if culture is ever going to be receptive, even subculture is ever going to be receptive to that level of transgression. Again, as somebody who very much engages with that, I hope it gets there again, because as Nate and I have talked about many times, I would much rather be challenged and made to feel uncomfortable than have people constantly preach to the choir and me nod my head along in agreement with everything that I hear. I would rather I would rather engage with shitty people making great art than great people making shitty art any fucking day.
1: Yeah. And I'm not interested in punk and hardcore being family friendly and kid friendly. No, like I'm just not. That's, that's at that point, it's just cosplay. It truly is just cosplay. You can say yeah. a lot about what it is right now with cosplay <clears throat> and, and it, it's always been with fashion to a degree, but at that point it's truly just civil war reenactment cosplay.
0: Yes, Tom, totally. um,
1: It is not, it is, it is, it is truly dead at that point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. I, I think that there should be transgressiveness. I I don't I don't have a problem with it. Um, see, so so this is tricky though because yeah. you know. On one hand, I'm also cognizant of the fact that there's a lot of things about me that, you know, you might, if you wanted to get into the language of privilege, I have the privilege of not being offended by that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I I am, I am impossible to offend. Right. Because um, everything about me, I'm, I'm an educated white male. I'm a, you know, large, much larger than average stature. Sure. Um, There's, there's literally nothing you can say to me. Right. That is going to like cause me to gasp. Um, And it is a shame that it's tough to be transgressive outside of this idea of like, you know, you know, the internet police and like, and like, you know, just general language police, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. Um, where, you know, we can't step on any toes when, you know, punk hardcore is all about just basically stomping on everybody's fucking toes. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of that, like, what is transgressive anymore? Even right, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a much larger question for sure, right? Because, like, you know, everything is so. I've been trying to think of a way to to, to articulate this, um, because I think about it a lot. Everything is, and, and I think about this a lot. I, I think about, I'm trying to think about like, I, I, like, how do I put my my finger on this, like. This cultural trend where every niche is catered to nowadays. Right. Right. Every niche. It doesn't matter. And, and, and like, you know, you can drive down the road and, and, and it might seem superficial. And, and, but like you can look at the back of somebody's fucking car and tell what, like, you know, what movies they like. And, yeah. And and like, you know, there's always been band stickers and shit like that. But, yo, you know, like I can tell like, you know, I I can glean a lot about your personality anymore just by looking at the back of the car. And you don't have to have like an overt bumper sticker saying, you know, you know, I go to church and I vote. You know what I mean? Like like you can have just certain cultural identifiers. Everything is a cultural identifier, right? Exactly. If If I'm driving behind your fucking car and I see one of those stupid fucking coexist Coexist bumper stickers, yep. and you know, your car is of a certain make or a certain size, and not only is there a coexist thing there, but you know, I, there's some fucking like live, laugh, love bullshit or something like that. Then I think that you're probably, you know, a fucking suburban white woman who's susceptible to pyramid schemes, right? sure. Yep. Um, you know, if I see you driving down the road in a fucking black Chevy truck, all right, a 2500. And you've got a fucking salt life sticker on the back of your car. And like, um, you know, you've got to have something that shows you how much, how many kids you have and your fucking wife. But it's in this grotesque and fucking ultimately extremely gay representation of like an assault (laughs) rifle, a shotgun, a pistol and a grenade for a little baby. Like that is that is vulgar. On a, a, a very a vulgar and juvenile, on one of the most coarse levels you can imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if I see that, and I, I I know what you're about, and I know that, like, unfortunately, the the world that we live in, because everybody has to fly their cultural identifier and their niche flag, I, I'm immediately like, oh, fuck, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no situation in which I want to deal with this fucking person. Yeah. Um, and I I used to look for stickers, 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that dude's got a fucking undertow sticker on his car. Right. Right. Oh, there's a poison idea sticker. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Right. But now everybody has to like fly their niche flag. And so like, what is transgressive anymore other than just being overtly offensive? Right. Right. Yeah. And and like, even that gets played because. Everybody, because you know, to a large degree, our social interactions, at least in maybe not in Canada, but certainly in the states, buddy, are based on being overtly offensive to each other. Right. Right. The entire yep. thing is is based on overt offense. Right. Let's you know, what whatever you think about whoever whoever's in fucking office or whatever, but like, you know, <laughs> like yeah it's just based on being deliberately offensive it's 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 the it's the fuck your feelings attitude that everybody in this country likes to front while at the same time crying about their feelings being hurt right right and yeah. i don't i don't know like so what is transgressive in that what is transgressive in that you know like it, you know i love fucking shitting on jesus right if I had him here right now, I'd have him fucking tied up like a gimp in the corner and covered in my piss and shit, right? <laughs> and he'd know yeah. that that's, that's, as, that's as good as it's going to fucking get for the rest of the time that he's on fucking earth, right? Yeah. Right? That's as good as it's going to get for him because, man, it's all downhill from there, right? <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I do that is because, you know, Christians, they're, they're, they're the fucking loudest, the loudest, stupidest motherfuckers in this country, right? Yeah but I don't give a shit about any of the other ones either. Right. You give me fucking Siddhartha and I'm going to (laughs) fucking nail him to the fucking wall. Right. Yeah. I'm going to nail him for the fucking wall and use his testicles as target practice until he passes out from the fucking pain. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking bullshit. He's selling
0: yeah, make no mistake. I, I got no respect for any of these. I'll print out a fucking billboard-sized poster of the Prophet Muhammad sucking his own cock. I don't give a yeah, shit. like, I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll, 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 fucking, I'll fucking shove a goddamn
1: Torah right up Abraham's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, like, the only reason I shit on Christians is because they're the most visible, and it's funny. It's funny to watch them fucking cry. Right? For sure. Yeah. But that's just overt offense, and I don't know if that's necessarily transgressive. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't even know what transgressiveness is anymore. I'd like to think that it's still possible, but I don't know. I hear it this is transgressive. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, your kids. Fuck your kids. Kill
0: them. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a transgressive stance for sure. Anti-children.
1: Yeah. Anti-children is transgressive for sure.
0: Yeah, like not just like anti-natalism like a, a viable philosophical stance, but like anti-children
1: anti children
0: yeah yes, <laughs> yes right oh
1: yeah. you want oh let me raise my fucking kids look how <laughs> cool they're going to be your kids are going to be worthless pieces of shit like you right <laughs> yeah. yeah no no fucking hope for them you're going to give them you're going to give them a fucking hell planet of you know unbelievable resource disparity that we could easily do something about if only we could come to a fucking common consensus on what is right and wrong and what is fucking reality in this world. But we can't do that. So, you know what? Fuck your kids. (laughs) I I hope they suffer.
0: (laughs) There you go. Temo, listen, taking the only truly transgressive stance left in 2020, fuck all children. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right we got two more messages yeah, I let's... will
1: mosh the shit out of your kids if I see them at a show when things <laughs> fire back up
0: yeah for sure I don't do much crowd killing these days but if I see a fucking six year old standing there in big dude, fucking poofy headphones me. they're getting punted like a fucking football dude it's
1: all fucking knees in their faces I mean I don't even have to do I don't even have to work for it you know <laughs> yeah. Know what
0: I'm saying? yeah for sure so uh, uh, all right let's uh, let's knock out these last two real quick and then call it a night
2: hey what's up this is Zach Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, and I just heard the flashback segment from last episode, and I haven't listened to your reactions yet, but I wanted to say there was something super weird about that flashback song, because the ending was basically like a who's who of new metal between, like, Linkin Park and, like, Deftones and, like, I, I, I don't know, like, P.O.D., but the first half, other than a few like new metal flourishes kind of just sounded like like it could have been a turnstile song like if you put the right vocals over that like maybe the like mid-career turn style i don't know that was just super weird so i haven't listened to your reactions yet but i wanted to get my raw taken because that was really funny and i think that there's no way that it's not a joke or at least done ironically, like maybe they do like new metal, but they're aware of how fucking dumb it is, kind of like me. I don't know. It's kind of odd. But anyway, love the show. Got some good belly laughs. Hope to hear. I'm interested to hear play.
1: Okay. So Zach basically came to the exact conclusion that we did. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Which is good to know that we're not just uh complete idiots. At yeah. least at least Zach Zach is just as much of an idiot as us.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, right. Which is case
1: scenario,
0: right? Right. Well and and you know, so you it's you left this on Friday, so I imagine you probably have listened to our reactions to it by now. Um but yeah, so as Nate just pointed out, you came to the same conclusion as us. And I also pointed out exactly what you pointed out, which is that my initial sort of knee jerk reaction to it when I first heard the song was that, like, I was disappointed with how decidedly un new metal the first half of the song was. And then in the latter half, it goes like full on, like, it becomes a, a pastiche of, as you pointed out, just various new metal bands of the area era. But yeah, the first half of the song, other than a few flourishes, does basically sound like it could be a fucking. Uh, turnstile or higher power song or something for sure it just sounds like contemporary bouncy you know melodic kind of more accessible hardcore um but yeah if you if uh, if you listen to the rest of the episode if you've not done so yet you will find that we uh we arrived at at largely the exact same place you did all right one more yep let's uh let's knock out this last one
5: yo so uh if anyone out who listens to this shit is uh boys with our homie logan paul uh yo logan paul this is a invitation to the demolition discord because man you're about to get a fucking lobotomy and if you ain't autistic then you are definitely gonna be retarded now oh god (laughs) fuck that one up anyways
6: uh seaweed versus sunny day real estate choose your fighter Also, fuck you, Applebee's.
0: Ruckers forever.
1: Well, actually, fuck you, Fuddruckers, because uh, your ass is broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And as you've uh, probably already listened to the rest of the episode now, you know that you were grossly misinformed about Fuddruckers. Um Yeah, I don't know anything about uh, the Logan Paul thing other than the fact that I guess he is a boxer now, and he challenged, like, Conor McGregor to a fight, I think. Uh,
1: I, I have no idea who Logan Paul is.
0: He is like a uh, he was a YouTube star um, who transitioned into becoming a prof- a professional fighter. Um, and <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah, he was like a YouTuber. Like he and so, he, he has a brother who's also like a YouTuber. Yeah, but like transitioning into
1: a professional fighter is a rather broad statement. Like, yeah. Conceivably, give me fifty bucks and I'll go punch
0: something. I'm a professional fighter. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like he like was in like a fucking like a, a pay per view match or something with uh, another another ath- athlete that that uh, that um, decided to try his hand at boxing, and I guess he handily dealt with the dude i guess like knocked him out cold I, I saw some memes about it but i don't give a fuck about that shit, so like i didn't look into it beyond that and i think he said in the press afterwards that he thinks he's ready to take on conor mcgregor um, um
1: I, okay i mean he looks like he's been working out i'm looking at pictures of him here
0: <laughs> yeah he's i mean he looks he looks pretty jacked so i guess good luck to him but i i, I can't as as nate mentioned earlier um i care less than you could possibly fathom so i got i got i got no feelings or comments on this um as far as seaweed versus sunny day i mean i know what nate's gonna say on that i think i think nate doesn't give even a single fuck about sunny day real estate
2: yeah Uh, not really.
0: I, I really like both bands uh, a whole lot, but uh, if I had to pick a band to listen to for the rest of my life, it's definitely going to be Seaweed, hands down. I mean, I think they just generally have more energy. They have a catalog that, to me, feels a little bit more timeless than Sunny Day. I got to be in a melancholic, uh, you know, autumn mood to really fuck with Sunny Day, whereas Seaweed, I could, you know, I could throw that shit on any time of the year and fuck with it. So, there you go. That's my answer. Yeah. Um, okay. So on that note, we'll just wrap it up real quick. It's already been a long episode, so uh, we'll make it quick. If you want to send in music, you can do so at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. There is also a dedicated thread in the Facebook group. There are a few in there that I need to get in the queue, but I'm just trying to catch up on some of the backs backlog stuff that we had in the email first. I'm definitely gonna throw a few uh, few selections from the Facebook thread in there next episode. So yeah, demo listen demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that it is a year or less old. If you wanna join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash listen podcast. We just uploaded a new playlist a few days ago. Um, we do those weekly now, but they're free to anybody, even non subscribers. So check that out. We always put up uh, tried to every week or two uh, a themed playlist that kind of goes between back and forth between Nate and I. Nate just did a, uh, a death metal playlist that's all death metal from uh, 1988. That's really, really good. And then I think this week we have a plan to start doing our next Patreon series, which is a family tree series on Napalm Death. You, so you can expect like between six and eight episodes uh, dedicated to Napalm Death over the coming months. Um, that That is a, a massive fucking family tree.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's going to be, and I don't know, you know, yeah, it's going to be quite a few episodes, um, so we'll see. And yeah. uh, also, I wanted to point out um, working on that mixtape. Um, you know, it's not like I was fully familiar with, for instance, um, Imperator. Right, that shit yeah. that I discovered while I'm like looking for this stuff. So don't you know? Don't think that like you know. I am some sort of fucking encyclopedia on this sort of stuff. I like a lot of it. I'm familiar with a lot of it, but I'm trying to find stuff that I like that was like, whoa, shit, this is, this is really dope as well. So there's some stuff on there that was new to me. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to a YouTube channel that has covered, Ken's Death Metal Crypt, okay. um, which is really dope. And he posts lots of very old demos. Oh, uh, sick. He's like an older dude from Chicago. He's probably around back in the day when you know this shit first, first broke. And so... If his record collection and his his music collection is, that is his on the wall behind him in some of his videos. Oh my God, I would love to dig through that. Um, yeah. So yeah, he just posts tons of, it's mostly old stuff on his death metal channel, but it's mostly old shit. But if you like old fucking grungy first wave and like golden era death metal, um, I just kind of fell into that channel and uh, it's super dope. So check it out.
0: Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. I will definitely scope that. Um, so yeah, $5 and up gets you access to all of our Patreon episodes, including the uh, upcoming Napalm Death series, which is going to be a very long journey. So uh, buckle in for that, patreon.com slash demo podcast. And then if you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. Just please keep it a minute and a half or under. Uh, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes and all that shit, we have already uh, rambled on long enough, so we will catch you next week.